The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. That is clearly a fat lip by some 41. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. That's Eve 6. Wait, wait, wait. It's Blink-182. I was like, wait, are you serious? Some band name with numbers. Tell me how this camera was. Matchbox 20? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Eiffel 65. Blue. Blue, 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 blue. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? Oh, as I bumped the mic, I'm Josh Lee Kwai. Look, we're back with another very special guest. We have Josh Kim. Also known as Zell. Hello. Who, who you may uh, recognize from Game Nights. Yes. Yeah. You know many episodes. Yeah, it's a travesty, actually. We were just realizing that, Josh, you've been on three episodes of Game Nights <laughs> and zero episodes of the Command Zone oh, podcast. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Craig's been on a couple. So has Kessler. Yeah. Cash hasn't even been on an episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Wow. I see I see where I rank amongst my peers. <laughs> I mean, we got you in game nights a lot. That's true. So. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I retract my statement. Thank you. Thank you. Josh is a really good... Well, Josh, you spend your time, your profession around games in general. So Josh is one of those people that just sort of understands how games tick. He's a very good deck builder. And so Josh has broken down today and built an Edgar Margoff. Mark Edgar Markoff. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> you got to respect the father in that. You can't be mispronouncing his name like that. Edgar Markov deck. Um, that's this one. Is that this one? That's this one right Look at here. That guy. that guy commands yeah, respect. Dude, everyone's just like, yes, sir, whatever you need. That's Sor- <laughs> Soren's dad or grandfather? Or? It's, I think he's the number one. He's the first vampire in Innistrad, I believe. Ooh. He's the patriarch of all the vampires yeah. on Innistrad? Yeah, That's, I believe um, Mel Lee is Soren, rolling over in her grave. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Soren is his son. <laughs> How dare you disrespect my story? <laughs> I think Soren is his son. Yeah, he's the founder of the Markov bloodline, the very first vampire of Innistrad. Wow. Wow. And he's got sweet art. Look at the art on this thing. Well, Terry, bring up the art on this thing. His, Soren is the grandson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his art. <laughs> Art's so great. He just looks like <laughs> such a badass. Uh, it's like Game of Thrones, but instead of swords as his throne, he has just other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, it's the throne. My of- seven, sorry, my yeah, throne. It's my kin. <laughs> so today we're going to be breaking down the Edgar Markov deck, the direction that you went with it. But before we get into it, this show is brought to you by cardkingdom.com slash C17. That's the link you're going to want to use if you want to buy any of this awesome product. Pre-order now. Destroy your friends with some of the awesome cards in these decks. And you may want the Edgar Markov deck. I hear it's pretty sweet. Or any of the other ones. Or any of them. I'm just saying. <laughs> we can't We can't discriminate against dragons and wizards. I can't. I want the wizard one. Wizards are pretty cool. But vampires, wizards are pretty though? cool. Vampires. vampires are sweet. Uh, the dragon one's pretty sweet, too. You know what? No Buy one spoke up for the kitty cats. Them, yeah. Oh, up? yeah, cats, meowza. <laughs> Cardkingdom.com slash C17. Do it right meow. 
Our other sponsor is Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro, we talk about every episode. They do the awesome Eclipse sleeves. They make the gravity dice. They have the heavy metal dice. They have that sweet Citadel Citadel backpack that we mm-hmm. showed off. Uh, they the also make uh, custom card sleeves for every set that comes out. So these are the ones for Commander 17. Yep, Pretty those, sweet. Yeah, so all of them, sort of the eminence commanders, have their own sleeves, their own playmats, their own deck boxes. So if you want to be aesthetically pleasing and match all of your stuff up, that's a good way to go. Very big thanks to Ultra Pro for supporting the show. And the other way to support the show is directly on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash command zone and contribute straight to us. It helps keep the lights on, helps game nights happen. For as little as a dollar. Yep, set, you can set l- monthly limits so that you, you know, it. I think people, they go on there and they think they have to donate for every single episode because it's sort oh. of, you do not. You can just be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate $1 per month and, and that's, that's the it. limit. And so, that's the limit. We appreciate that. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode. Ooh, ooh, and uh, this time the patron is Kenji, Kenji Madden. Madden. There's Ken- a lot of things going on with that name. <laughs> that's true. Kenji, you rock. Sounds like a nice hoppa. Hoppa kid. Huh? After my heart. I think of Kenji Agashir, knew about the Nummy, mm-hmm. and then I think of Madden NFL. Yeah. So <laughs> what an it's odd actually just it's actually yeah, it's just Kenji Agashir playing football. Is what <laughs> <laughs> That's his online persona that you don't know. You need a, like a badly photoshopped Kenji, you know. Yeah, throwing yeah. a football as hard as he can. <laughs> actually he he does have the punt emoticon on his Twitch stream. Perfect. It, so. it, maybe it is secretly Kenji Agashir <laughs> donating to us. Oh my gosh. Sorry if there's Sorry, a real Kenji, Kenji Madden, Madden word. Yeah, no, you're no. You're a real person. You're a new rock. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go right into it. Edgar Markov. Josh, you want to read off what this awesome dude does? Yes. All right. So Edgar Markov, he's a legendary creature, vampire knight. Um, he's uh, His casting cost is three red, white, black. Mar- he's a 4-4, four, four, and his eminence ability, um, whenever you cast another vampire spell, if Edgar Markov is in the command zone or on the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one black vampire creature token. And he has got more. First strike and haste. Whew. And... God, this is a lot, There's a lot of stuff on this guy. Whenever yeah. Edgar Markov attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on each vampire you control. Including himself. Oh, yeah. That's when he attacks. So he's effectively a 5-5 five, five with haste, right? Yes. Because yeah. he's basically always going to come in with haste and attack. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. We were trying to, before we started the cast, we were trying to, we were asking the question, is there another commander that creates tokens and pumps all of your tokens? Like, I was trying to think, like, you know, the classic ones, Trishani, Reese, uh, yeah. Gave. They create tokens and they don't pump them. Right. You're usually playing like Cather's Crusade and stuff in those yeah, decks. Yeah, Right. You always have to find another card that's going to pump all the tokens. Yeah. Or there's a lot of cards that w- or commanders that would pump all of your tokens, but they don't create them. And you, mm-hmm. so you need... This is all in one package. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, like you said, you know, there's not many cards that do both the go wide and go tall strategy mm-hmm. so well at the same time. And you know, in, in my mind, because I'm a Merith player, I was like, oh, Merith kind of does that, but you have to plus one each creature, you know, individually right. with this. But Edgar Markov comes in and he just pumps your whole army, and that's amazing. Yeah, and needs no mana to do it other than attacking. Yeah. But he has got first strike, so I'm, you'll probably always find someone to hit with him. Yeah, yeah. And it, even if you don't, I mean... It, it might be worth it if you have enough vampires to just even just suicide him in. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, if you've got five vampires, that's still five power that he added, you know... For even, six mana or whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing with Eminence that we found out in Game Nights is that it is really good 
It's really good. The fact that it works when it's off the battlefield, you're just making tokens every single time you cast something, it's like you're, you start the game with an enchantment. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. You start the game with an enchantment that no one can ever get rid of. Right. Ever. Yeah. It reminds me of Conspiracy. You just have free value built yeah. in, you know? Yeah. And everyone knows Conspiracy cards are really powerful. Really Turns out good. free value. Pretty it's good. basically a Laurel, which for a long time was the most popular commander deck. Yeah. Laurel, yeah. Yeah. So, um, pretty interesting. I think we all agree that it's powerful. It's It's... I'm interested to see what direction you took it, because when I look at the card, there's a, a lot of options, right? Well, do I lean into the token part? Do I lean into the plus one, plus one part? Right. There's a va vampire tribal aspect. And then you always get into these situations where, how do you balance all of those right. things, right? Yeah. Um, so the first thing is is you just have to have a lot of vampires in your deck. That, mm -hmm. this, this card just doesn't function if you don't have enough vampires. Like The eminence thing only matters when you're casting vampire spells. Right, it's not um, even when they enter the battlefield, right? You have yeah, to cast, yeah, you yeah. have to cast them. Um, whenever Edgar, uh, he attacks, he puts a plus one, plus one counter on each vampire you control, so you need to have vampires out. So, right. like, in general, it seems like it makes sense to just have a lot of vampires. And luckily, though, th some of th uh, a lot of the va vampire cards are really good, and uh, there's a lot of vampire lords that go with this guy. And um, Vampire's been around know. forever, too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're pulling from at least a number of different sets, so it's not yeah. just, like, your pool is small, right? You have a lot to choose from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like a number of them do come with the deck. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Well, okay, before we get into the specifics of the cards, mm -hmm. we always like to go through our stats. That's our stats segment. We so just pretend like What you saw stat. is all of it. Yeah, yeah it was like ESPN status. Yeah. Someday we'll hire Jeffrey Palmer to do like a cool stats graphic, or will that just take away the charm? Does it have any I charm? I don't know. I don't even know. If it, I don't <laughs> I even know. I think just by long enough, it builds charm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we built charm. It needs to just be really janky. <laughs> we built charm. Okay, so we always like to start with our two pillars of all commander decks: mana ramp and card draw. Mm -hmm. For mana ramp, there's about six in your build. Yeah. For card draw, there's about four, which just feels a little low. It's it's low for sure. Um, so one, I. You know, this deck list is not refined. Most of my stuff, I take a long time to, like, you know, make sure you that... Play, you yeah, play it, feel, you tweak it, you go through feel it. it out. Mm -hmm. um, but generally speaking, uh, I think the mana ramp in particular is low for this uh, build in particular. Vampires tend to have really wonky casting costs, actually, is one of the things I noticed. So, like, cards like Chromatic Lantern are much better than, say, like, Soul Ring, which is normally just an amazing card, but, like, you have the cards like Vampire Nocturnus, who has three black symbols in his casting right. costs, really hard to cast. Um, so in general, you want signets. Signets are amazing. I yeah, I know you have all the signets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's super important for this deck, and probably six is on the low side. And then in terms of card draw, so I kind of took this deck in a kind of unique way, I think, because one, you're in the Mardu colors, and Mardu just generally like card advantage is not their thing. Yeah, you really want blue or green to be able to draw cards. But um, for this one, because it's vampire tribal, I thought it would be. Uh, kind of thematic to have card advantage be built through making everyone discard cards. Yeah, nice. I noticed that about your build too. And, and the next uh, the next category we have, and I put it right after card draw because it is card advantage, right? So yes. you have discard effects, and there is about six. And mm -hmm. I put in parentheses, these can generate card advantage. So if you add up the card draw and discard effects, you've got about 10, which is what we like to have for card draw. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still think card draw is probably a little low. Yeah, yeah. Just because you're going to have trouble hitting land drops and stuff. But at the same time, your card advantage is probably fine in a deck built like this because you can sort of even out the card advantage that the other players are getting by making them discard. Right. And because vampires often have sort of a madness sub theme just built in, right. you're 
that's a lot of your card advantage can come that way. So I liked that. I liked having a sub-theme of that in the deck. Um, single target removal, you have about five, yep. which is about normal, I'd say, uh, from what we see from, from good decks. Um, board wipes, there's about three. It's a little low, but again, you're a token-based deck. And of all the types of decks, token decks tend to have the least amount of board wipes, right? Because it's just not that often you're actually going to want to be wiping the board. Yeah, you want to force other people to wipe your yeah, board. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we always like to look at, you know, obviously vampires is the theme of the deck. So how many total vampires do you have? There's about 28. And uh, we always see, we usually see that if there's a thing that a deck cares about, there's usually about 30 of that thing. So mm-hmm. that's right on target. Right. Um, I found it interesting. You have about 16 cards that sort of either put counter, put plus one, plus one counters on stuff or care, care about, about plus one, yeah, plus one yeah. counters. Uh, that's, a, that's quite a bit. So that's a you, lot. you leaned heavily into that part I of the thing. I did. Theme. I did. Yeah. And then there's about six token generators, mm-hmm. which, and again, Edgar, you just always have a token generator that's just always online. There's nothing your opponents can even ever do about it right. um, because of eminence. So it seems correct to me that you have, you, you don't have to have a ton of that in the deck. You always have one. Yeah. Right. So those are the stats. Um, let's go right into the key cards, and we can talk about sort of where you took the deck and where you see it going. Right. Um, so right off the bat, uh, Anointed Procession seems really obvious to me. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That card is... Really good. Remember how doubling season <laughs> exists only for green? Anointed Procession is a weaker version, but for white. It's yep. parallel lives. Parallel lives, yeah. 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 So it's three in the white. If an effect will create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many tokens instead. And it's a white card. What? Yeah, so... Thank, uh, thank you, mummies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect for this deck. Um, it means that your eminence ability from uh, Markov is doubled. Yeah. You get two vampires for every vampire thing you cast. That seems really good to me. <laughs> seems really good. Seems so. Yeah, it seems incredible, actually. I'm a little more excited about the second card on this list here. It's it's the... Oh, yeah, our, our good boys, our Abzan. limited all-stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Abzan Falconer and Abzan Battle Priest. Yeah. I also these... added the... Um, the, the, the death, do, touchy the death one. touchy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I forget which one that one is it's if you remember there was the outlast lords in cons of Tarkir so these were the cards that sort of gave abilities to creatures if those creatures had plus one plus one counters so the falconer and the battle priest are the flying night blade yeah it's, are the it's, flying it's and life the life flying and death touch yes oof those are really annoying abilities for people to deal with. Now, um, these creatures aren't vampires, though. They're not vampires, right. but it's it seems so obvious. Because let's say you have one of these guys on board, and you have no plus one plus one counters. Let's say you, you haven't done anything. But you get to six mana, you cast Edgar, and you attack, and suddenly your entire vampire board now has whatever... Flying uh, and lifelink. Flying right. lifelink, death touch. You're like, uh... Ugh, Even just combat just becomes impossible. Yeah, just yeah. flying. Evasion, always good. It's always surprising to me, like... How many times people just don't actually have answers to flyers? <laughs> so um, it's, it's flying is awesome. Uh, the lifelink I think is probably the weakest of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think getting people to be um, to fear the death touch. You know, no one wants to spend a guy to block a death touch token yeah. that gets bigger. You know, as, right. as this guy attacks, right. no but one wants to do it. So uh, you put your opponents in a really tough spot that way. And then lifelink was just kind of thrown in there because I don't know vampires and lifelink seem to. Very flavorful. Yeah. That's so flavorful. I think the life link is actually surprisingly good. I think life gain is actually real. Like, incidental life gain is actually surprisingly good yeah. in, and in es- EDH. And especially for Mardu, I think life gain tends to be more important right. because you're generally you're, you're trying to attack and try to... Uh, a lot of things black does hurt itself. Like, yes. you get an advantage, but you have to hurt yourself, and it's right. nice to be able to recoup some of that loss. Yeah. Exactly. And so I thought, you know, uh, the life link, uh, even though I don't think individually he's the most powerful card, I think he does just help out um, the deck overall. 
Uh, let's talk about the next category here. So we have three cards written down, but they all sort of fall into a similar space. Yeah. <laughs> These are the mean boy cards. I'm so happy that this third one's on there. <laughs> let's talk about all three, and Terry can show all three, and then and but they all, they're all sort of in there. Well, yeah. one of them has more utility. Um, so there's Necrogen Mist. Yes. Liliana of the Veil. Yep. And Sadistic Hypnotist. My boy! Now, you have, I said you had six discard effects, so there's obviously a couple more. There's but more. These, these stood out to me as... as Sort of particularly good ones. Uh, Negrogen Mist is a card we haven't talked about a lot on the show. Ever, I don't think. Yeah. This card is really mean. interesting. It's yeah. really mean. It it's puts, not that bad. It, it, puts a, it puts a lot of stress into people in terms of like, oh my God, I need to be able to cast things before they disappear from my hand. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's, it's let's two in the black it. for yeah. an enchantment at the beginning of each player's upkeep that player discards a card from his or her hand. I feel like if you just get this down on turn three, people will, I mean, like, you could be getting rid of. I don't know, close to 30 cards by the end of the game, right? Yeah, I guess so. If the game goes like eight or nine turns, that's pro- probably well, Including to yourself, you're yeah, maybe up to like probably, 40 cards. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. per round. You could easily get 20. Yeah. yeah. Um, could yeah. be more, obviously. It's. I think it's just generally a very powerful card. I, I just think that most people, you know, when they pick up their seven cards, they don't want to lose them. And suddenly mm-hmm. Necrogenmist puts the counter on, like, if I'm not playing things, they're going to disappear. So uh, one of the reasons why I like discard effects so much, uh, particularly in Mardu colors, is that... Um, you have no way to deal with counter spells or when people mm. are holding things up for you. Like uh, Mardu in general, it doesn't feel like you have super good tricks in hand. Like some of the cards I do like having because um, you have white are like big board flicker effects, but yeah. you don't want to do that uh, when you're a token deck. So the other way you can get around this is just by starting to attack people's hands. And I thought um, right. it's pretty good for this deck. And I think in general, it works with the vampire theme uh, pretty well as well. Yeah, because a lot of times you're gonna like, I'm gonna discard this card. Oh, it has madness, so now I just cast it for cheaper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually lose a card, and you all do. Liliana the Veil, obviously an expensive card. <laughs> expensive. Um, but very good, and it has some added utility. Um, well, I love the added utility. Having an eating effect is always good. Yep. Especially considering you have a billion, hopefully, tokens at this point. Yep. But each player discarding the card for three mana plus one ability. I mean, that's that's powerful. I think. Yeah. If that's what you're trying to go. Yeah, Liliana's plus ability. Each player discards a card. Then her negative is each player sacrifices a creature. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about the ultimate. Yeah, ultimate's never going to happen. I've never Probably, seen it. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and also uh, the kind of the problem with these early uh, planeswalkers that come down early is that, you know, a lot of people will just attack into it and kill them. But, you know, you've got this you thing called Eminence, uh, yeah. and uh, you'll just spit out tokens. So <laughs> turns out you just build a wall in front of her, and she just starts uh, attacking people's hands. And then Speaking of tokens. <laughs> sadistic Hypnotist. <laughs> This, this card has hosed me so many times. And people are like, how many cards are in your hand? Oh, man. Oh, and they're no, like, yeah. you have zero cards now. Uh, sadistic Hypnotist. Sadistic is uh, aptly, <laughs> aptly <laughs> yeah, his titled, yeah. Maybe even uh, a little too light. Yeah, he he's he's disgusting, man. You uh, In a token deck, you can just sometimes force everyone to discard the cards in their hand. Yeah. Um, you can only do it at sorcery speed, but you you know he's a five-mana 2-2. Two, two, you sack a creature, target player discards two cards. Oh yeah, per creature that you, uh, it's, oh, it's very uh, very good. Flashbacks, yeah, it's bad. It's very very good, and um, since you're a token deck and you want people to discard, this is great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you can specifically target the problematic, like the blue deck or whatever. If you ever land the sadistic hypnotist against the blue deck, you're just like, eh, I'll just sack these two guys. You discard the rest of your hand. Now yeah. I know I can do whatever I want. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, this next card is a card I think everyone should pick up here. Um, it might be a little too late by the time they see it. Yeah, goes. and it's seen some standard <laughs> play, but yeah, geez. It is it's going to go in all of these decks uh, that are heavily tribal-themed, which, you know, there's. if you take some of the non-headlining commanders, some of them aren't 
necessarily tribal decks, but we're going to see a lot of tribal decks being mm-hmm. built in the next month and a half, two months. Uh, and this card is going to go in basically all of them. It's Metallic Mimic. Yeah. So this is a card recently. What is it? Kaladesh? Kaladesh, Kaladesh yes. yeah. Two mana for a 2-1 artifact creature shapeshifter. When it enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type, so this is why it works well with tribal. You're obviously going to be choosing vampires. Uh, and it's so Metallic Mimic becomes the chosen type in addition to its other types. Now, does that actually count as casting? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because no, it, it comes in as a shapeshifter. Yep, right? yep, yep. And then each other creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. So, whoa, hey, that seems to work very well with this deck. Yeah, those Abzan guys, uh, yeah. yeah, they're going to yeah. do a lot of work here. And here's the thing, too, is that Wizards has, um, in recent sets, pushed plus one plus one counters a lot yeah. Uh, yeah there's been a lot of sets where that's just a like a core theme for um some of the colors and so that card's just always going to be good because eventually you know they're going to make more cards that do they're already plus at plus the point counters. that there's yeah. so many and every time and it seems like yeah like you said there's just they're just keep going to keep doing it it's like kind of become the alternate green white theme it's either tokens or it's counters yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think tokens are a lot more easily abused and scary to make in standard than counters are for whatever reason for me i, I i'm like having an extra creature and a permanent on the battlefield seems way more ridiculous than just more plus and plus counters so i would i bet we're going to see that trend continue i mean metallic being a two drop is one of the reasons it's so good yeah it just yeah. comes out at a spot on the curve where you're not going to have a ton of really impactful cards but it creates future advantage so easily you're not going to do anything different than you would you just now get extra stuff for it yeah, yeah. and because he comes out so early let's say you have a vampire in turn three well that vampire also just becomes bigger and then it comes with a token because of eminence and, and then the, that one gets bigger it's yeah so if you oh, let's wow, say you, yeah. you if you That's cast crazy. metallic mimic on two and then on three you cast like a three three vampire vanilla yeah you're actually making putting five power on the board for three mana. Six, six or power. six power, right? four, yeah. Four and a two two. Yeah, four yeah. four and a two two. So it's nasty. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Actually I keep forgetting about Eminence. And that serve happened too in game nights. I kept forgetting, like, oh, like why did I even cast my commander? I don't want her, this card to be on the battlefield. I'd rather just keep the eminence ability going on. Right. Because that's a good thing about Edgar too. It's waits in the wings, waits in the wings, and then flies down and pumps everybody. You know, with the haste makes it so good. Yeah. It's because he's been so waiting in the wings. It's like he came he's off like, suspend, yeah. you know? He's, I don't know. I was going to do some sort of vampire <laughs> move. But then I was yeah, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't do know that. what you're doing, too. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Simmer down now. That's my cape. <laughs> Let's talk about some cards um, that are already in the pre-con that we might want to keep in the deck that you might want to oh, use yes. here. So. so one of the cards I'm excited for, just in general, for these tribal decks is Path of Ancestry. Uh, so with oh, the land, this card is uh, like right up my alley. It enters in, uh, cool. into the battlefield tapped, oh, and I hate um, it. yeah, no, that, that <laughs> part kind of sucks. But you, um, when you tap it, it adds a uh, mana, add to your mana pool one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. When that mana is spent to cast a creature spell that shares a creature type with your commander, you get to scry one. Wow, talk it's about card advantage in the red, white, in the Mardu deck, right? Yeah, I mean it's not necessarily card advantage, but you know card selection is really good. Well, I mean, Scry, scry kind of like, adds up. I think yeah. like Scry I think three like is a card. card. Yeah, yeah. It's like Scry two I've, to three is a card. I think I'd if say. you do that every turn, then every other turn you basically get a card. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe every every turn, two and a half turns. It fixes yeah. your mana. It fixes I, your mana. That's the. Huge I think part. this card is just always good if your three colors over or above. It's a yeah. land that comes into play tapped that taps for three colors. That's a try land. Yeah. Yep. You're right. It's a tri-land that's in your colors. It's you can only run tri-land tower. in a three. In that yeah. Way. It's a command tower that comes into play tapped. And yeah. then every once in a while, even if you're not in a tribal deck, you get to scry one at the very least when you play your commander. And, you know, in a deck like this, it's got 28 vampires. You're actually probably scrying one on like most of your turns. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like that card a lot. I would argue that it's even fine in a two-color deck just because having the addition. If, if you have enough tribal. If you have enough tribal, yeah. 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 
I mean, you don't need a ton. I don't think you need a pure tribal deck for that to be good. Now, obviously, it's awesome in a pure tribal deck. This is an interesting one. It's one of the new cards. And this is a cycle uh, we've seen. This one is the white one. It's called Kindred Boon. It's two white white for an enchantment. It says, as Kindred Boon enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. And then you can pay one in a white and put a divinity counter on target creature you control that's of the chosen type. And then each creature you control with a divinity counter on it has indestructible. Right. Jeez Louise. Well, when I first saw this card, I immediately thought, oh, I got to make Myogen uh, tribal. <laughs> yeah, the Myogens <laughs> of the cleansing all the things. <laughs> I don't even know what their creature type is, but. They, um, I think they're spirits. Yeah, they're spirits. They're spirits? That's oh, actually wow. a pretty good tribe. That's pretty <laughs> good tribe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wait, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. That might actually be real. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this card's actually um, kind of wonky uh one because you want to have a lot of white mana which might be difficult uh in a three color deck like this um but the really cool thing about it is that putting a divinity counter on something is at instant speed so Mm -hmm. as long as you have white mana that you have available now your opponents are um less incentivized to try to go after you because at any point you can just be like well now they are indestructible good luck also if you have to swing with a bunch of stuff or maybe they can block edgar and kill it Mm -hmm. you could protect edgar in that combat get everything else through Yeah. Also, just board wipes, you might be able to save a couple key pieces. One of the problems with token decks in general is that you build, 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 they just wipe it all away, and then it's hard to recover. At least here, you might be able to save a few things. Or over the course of a few turns, you get if you start getting going, you might get to the point where it's like, they got everything. It only costs one in the white, too. There's no, I mean, there's no stopping you from just end of turn, like, I'm going to make five of my creatures indestructable. Yep. Next turn, I'm going to make two more, three more. You know, like, two mana is not the steep cost to do this. I mean, the Myojins, for example, these are all creatures from Kamigawa, right? Or Betrayers? Or is it just Kamigawa? Champions. That's still Kamigawa. Yeah, yeah. it's Kamigawa. But, but the, you know, there's like, they come the into plane. the play with a Divinity Counter if you cast it from your hand, and they're all like 10, 8 drops, 9 drops. So it's really interesting because if you did make that tribal deck, like, this this card is really good, that deck. But also just says, look, Divinity Counters cost a lot in general in yes. Magic's history. So this is the cheapest it's ever been by two mana. Mm-hmm. There, are there are there some cards where that don't start with a divinity counter where if they have one they do stuff? Yes, that which was taken as an artifact that costs five and for four you can tap it to put a divinity counter on the permanent other than that which was taken and then all those permanents have been extractable. So this is just strictly better. Well, and for also tribal that can't put a divinity counter on itself, but you could. Oh no, you it's, have it's to do just it creatures. Uh, yeah, it's creatures. You could have both, it, and then that which takes makes you got to turn it into a creature, give it the creature type. Oh, that's uh, a lot of work. We're not doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting a little deep. Like I do this, I do this, I do this, and the whole thing to just give that one thing indestructible well, reaching you, really yeah. far into the cauldron here <laughs> yeah. to try yeah. to make this work <laughs> we'll file that under not worth it yeah um but either way i still think that's uh, quite good you want to protect your lords in particular in tribal decks and this is one good way to get your lords to be yeah nice and you know noble. lordly yeah very noble <laughs> How about this one okay so uh next card new blood uh for two black and black it's a sorcery as an additional cost to cast new blood you tap an untapped vampire you control easy you gain control of target creature. Change what? the text of that creature by replacing all instances of one creature type with vampire. What? You tur- So they, they, they just turn it. into vampires. When's yeah. the last that. time black could steal <laughs> a, a creature? Now. I love the... There uh, is another vampire steal a creature card. Um, it's called Captivating Olivia Vampire. Captivating Vampire. Well, and and also Olivia. Olivia, yeah. uh, Olivia, by the way, yeah. is on the flavor text, and she says, now isn't that better? <laughs> 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 so it's a control magic, except it doesn't sit there on the creature... So they can't disenchant it. Or yeah, something. yeah that's a really path. Or, yeah, and it becomes a vampire, so you know it affects any of your your. your it gets a plus one plus one counter. Yep. Edgar. Yeah. yeah uh, any cool. any sort of the lords. Boons. Oh my yep. gosh. 
Yeah, I think this card's actually. Um, I don't. I don't think it's like you know, um, like oh, this is Cyclonic Rift levels of power, but it is still a very powerful card. Yeah, um, especially in these colors. Yeah, especially in these colors, you can deal with anything that you 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 know are dealing with. Oh, they have a Blightsteel Colossus. Well, now it can be your Blightsteel Colossus, and it's now a vampire. <laughs> so. That's true. And a lot of the problematic like generals and things. If you've run into a Perforos and something, although they never make it devoted. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. Well, anyway, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, in, in any case, I think uh, control magic effects are still just very powerful yeah. in, in general in, <laughs> in mm. all uh, forms of magic. So, cannot disagree. I really like that card. Just uh, the flavor text is also awesome. So, and one more of the new cards that comes in the precons that yes. uh, you think may deserve to stay in the deck. Yeah. There are um, some. There are some other reprints. Uh, like Captivating Vampire that do come yes. in the precon that, are, of course, you're keeping Captivating Vampire in the Vampire deck. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is new, though. It's new from C17. It's Patron of the Vein. It's four black black for a 4-4 Vampire Shaman has flying. When Patron of the Vein enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls. So it just mercs something. One eight seven. It doesn't have the normal clause of, like, non-black, non-artifact. No. Like, it's just, nope. It just destroys target creature. Doesn't creature. discriminate. Yep. <laughs> Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, exile it. That's pretty good. And put a plus one, plus one counter on each vampire you control. Each vampire. So Peace. just by playing this, kill a creature, exile it, pump your team. Yeah. I think that card's pretty powerful. That's the that's the like lowest case scenario. Yeah. Then if they another of their creatures dies for any other reason, they get it gets exiled and your pump team gets pumped. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't care if player three kills a Creature of player fours doesn't care why, yeah. And you have a lot of grave pact. Yes, I uh, have a lot of sacrifice effects uh, sort of thing going. That's a kind of like a minor. I have like a really minor stacks uh, thing going on, and uh, yeah, this card. <laughs> uh, I mean, so brutal. It's funny because the exile clause, uh, even though it's, it's kind of bonus, but it's actually really good, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this deck because uh, we want to discard, uh, make people discard cards. And here's the thing is that for some decks, that's not a problem because they like having things in the graveyard. Well, this card kind of gives you a sort of... Uh, a little Mitigates bit of, it a little. Yeah, a little, a little bit of graveyard hate too. And that's just bonus. The fact that also that... Um, it's just an ETB effect for the destroy. So if you recur it right. in any sort of way, it just happens. It's, it's a great effect. Yeah, it is a really good effect, and it does exactly what the deck already is doing. It's very redundant. It yeah. it fits in well, and it counts as removal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it totally does. It's just a six mana removal spell that creates a token because of eminence, then pumps that token and all your other stuff. <laughs> That's pretty good. And it's and itself and itself and itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or no, is it? Uh, yeah, it's all. Each, it, each vampire you control. Oh, man. So it's oh, always man. a 5-5, five, five, yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got flying. So a 5-5 five, five flyer for six is not that bad. That yeah. destroys a creature. Jeez, that card is really good. It's, it's, it's very good. That card, <laughs> the might, fact that you that get that might be eminence. playable in non-vampire decks, honestly. 5-5 <laughs> five, five flyer for six that... Destroy, that exiles, and then... And then continues to grow yeah. as other things die. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just powerful. It's just powerful. Yeah, um, it's powerful. Let's talk about some cards that uh, aren't on your list, but we might think about putting in. And right. I think a lot Time of to these cards, your choices. A lot of these cards <laughs> fall into the category of maybe like three or four months after the tribal decks have come out. Because my feeling is some of these cards will be very bad right after Commander 2017. That's has come why out. I left out this first card. Yeah, <laughs> but a few months down the line, when not every deck you're playing against is tribal, then we can start putting these cards back right. in. Right. Because yeah. the first card on our list is Coat of Arms. <laughs> And um, well, Great card. Yeah, this is a good card, but it's not going to be good if three of the four opponents are playing a tribe. goblins deck. Yeah, <laughs> and dragons. You're like, uh, we should also, yeah, yeah, we should also notice that it's not actually printed in these sets. So oh, yeah, it has not been reprinted. So it's going to be more expensive than it was. 
Um, do you want to read it, Jimmy? Yeah, it's a five mana artifact. Each creature gets plus one, plus one for each other creature on the battlefield that shares at least one creature type with it. And my favorite. For example, if two goblin warriors and a goblin... Sorry. For example, if two vampire warriors and a vampire knight are on the battlefield, each gets plus two, plus two. Right, because if there's three total, there are two others that share a type with it. So it, it sees both So of them. all of them get plus two, plus two. Vampire Knight's not weird, man. Edgar's a vampire knight. The idea is that I think you're the one that's under the banner that they're all raising. Yeah. So if yeah. three of them raise it, you get plus three, plus three. So this card, again, obviously it, get, it, it says anybody, right? It's not just you. It's not creatures you it's control. Effect, you know? yeah, yeah, so if you're playing vampires, but you know the person processing you is playing cats – then you might be inadvertently like making all their cats huge. Yeah, and also, so another reason why I left off Coat of Arms is that the plus one, plus one thing is not counters. And right. uh, my deck actually cares that you have plus one, plus one counters on things. So you'd so, rather put Cather's Crusade than Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's one of the real reasons that I omitted it. It is a lot of pump really fast, though. It is. It, usually usually when Coat of Arms comes down, it's a signal that says, I'm trying to kill everyone. Uh, yeah, or at least I'm murking one person, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. Crater Hoof <clears throat> Behemoth-esque. Not yeah. as good. Not as good. But, yeah, no but trample, still pretty but good. Still very good. Um, here's one. It's a Jason Alt special. Mana Echoes. Yeah, Mana Echoes, otherwise known as combo food for uh, <laughs> a lot yeah. of decks. Uh, so Mana Echoes uh, was not even in consideration for me because, again, like I said earlier, uh, color requirements are actually brutal for vampires, and right. Mana Echoes only gives you colorless mana. So it actually sometimes you get into situations where you're like, uh, I did, like, how am I going to cast these vampires with this mana? I don't know, though. Because of Eminence, I, w- I could see this being like, because every vampire you cast triggers Mana Echoes twice, right? So if oh, you right. have a vampire, if you have one, you cast one vampire, on cast you create a token, all of a sudden, you're adding like five colorless to your mana pool from one vampire. Right. That's yeah. a lot. It's going to allow you to cast a second vampire in a lot of situations where you wouldn't. Potentially. W- I, I like I, Thinking back through my list, though, like the amount of color requirements there are per vampire but you, let's is... Let's say you have five, Let's say, or let's say you have just four colored mana, which you're going to have. It's yeah. some, you know, on turn six or something. Yeah. If, if you just, you know, you just need two colored mana for one and then two colored mana for the other. I don't know. I think, I think there's a really good chance that this card is good in this deck. Yeah, I, I think it's potential. Because uh, this is the, the only one with Eminence that creates a creature besides um, the wizard one. But I think the wizard one, for one, it's temporary. And for two, that's sort of the least um, tribally, if you will, mm-hmm. of them. Mana Echoes would just get you a lot of value over the... I mean, like, it's just like cast one vampire, and now you got five extra mana kind of thing. So if there are better ways to abuse it, I could see, for instance, like Colostria... Uh, the one that gives plus X minus X yeah. might be a good yeah. thing to combo with mana echoes because well, you'll have well Drana's in the deck Drana sorry that's Drana, what I meant. Yes, yeah, yeah. Drana, yeah, yeah stuff like Plus that blood, blood yeah. yeah maybe you can run like cut to ribbons or something it can oh, give yeah. you the mana to finish people Exanguinate. off I, I just think you don't have to use all of it if you just get to cast another creature you wouldn't have been able to cast every turn that's pretty good yeah yeah because I mean, free mana is always good yeah yeah, yeah. certainly. Um, but again, this one actually is just for you, right? Like you choose this creature type and you get the. It's not yes. like harsh a, mer- yeah, yeah, yeah no, uh, uh, man, because it's just for yourself. Oh yeah, you know. harsh mercy is one where again. It, I it, think I just skipped over this card because I just didn't know it existed. This I didn't know it existed really either. This card's really fun. <laughs> this this card, is one of those cards that you're gonna want to pick up because of these travel decks. If yeah, you really and again, out. two or three months down the road, when everybody's not playing a travel deck, this yeah. card will get really good again. Yeah. yeah. Harsh Mercy, two in the white sorcery. Each player chooses a creature type. Destroy all creatures that aren't of a type chosen this way. They can't be regenerated. So everybody's going to get to keep at least one of their creatures, and if they have a lot of creatures that share a creature type, then they'll get to keep more. 
most commander decks aren't built tribal, so usually you're lucky if you have two creatures that share a creature type. Yeah. It's usually you're just like, I can save my best creature, but... Or you maybe two yeah. at most. Mm-hmm. But you save all your creatures. Yeah. Most of your creatures going to be vampires. You know what's funny, Except too, is that uh, battle priest. <laughs> all the all like the captivating vampire stuff or um, yeah. the new card, they turns turn them into, into vampires. vampires. So you get to keep their oh, stuff. Oh, right. That's really <laughs> that's pretty funny. funny. That's it's pretty also cute. a board wipe that's cheap, and you can play before combat to just yeah. clear out a bunch of blockers. Right, right, right. And then, you know, get in for the win. Like, they're, you know. It's a three-mana board wipe, too. Like, that, uh, not a full board wipe, of course, but it's that, this will do work. So in, good. So yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Board wipes are just good. Um. Here's another card. That- bidding. Oh my god, I'm so sad that I missed out on this card. This card's <laughs> so good, so good, and it actually worked really well in the theming of this particular deck list that I put together because you're probably going to end up with a lot of uh, things in your graveyard. You're discarding. Yeah, you're discarding. Right. You have sacrifice effects, so you know. Let's say you have that sadistic hypnotist that we talked about, right? You uh, sack all your guys, and then you make everyone discard their hands, and then you bring them all back. Then you patriarch spitting. Which is oh three oh, yes. or three black black sorcery. Each player chooses a creature type. Each player returns all creature cards of a type chosen this way from the graveyard from his or her graveyard to the battlefield. So five mana. I choose vampires. Someone's like five mana. I choose uh, humans. Yeah, I get, get my like snapcaster mage back. You just Yay. get like a billion things. <laughs> yeah. For five mana, it's a very powerful ability, and again, is not in these sets, so it's a very good card. Remember, yeah. it's, it's in a world with a lot of tribal decks. It's not as good because your opponents can take advantage of it. So yeah. again, in a few months, I think things will die down, go more back to normal, and that's when patriarch spitting is going to be right. one to go in. And you should also play Balthor the Defiled in here. I love this guy. He's such a bizarre. He's like a legendary zombie dwarf, but. He for black 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 you get to exile him and he retur- each player returns all black and all red cards creature cards from the graveyard to the battlefield. So oh my god! You could find yourself in a good visit. It's kind of similar. I mean, I think obviously patriarch spinning is much better. Yeah, it's it's harder to try to avoid people playing different colors, right? Like red, like yeah. if you play against someone else who is black and red, but creature type is usually unlikely. You know, you'll know very early on. Um, yeah, very yeah, very early. And, you know, you can discard it, Patriarch Spitting. Like, I think this deck is yeah. really good in a situation. You could even put it in now because in a situation where you sit down at the table, there's a lot of travel decks. Okay, <clears throat> well, then I, that's what I'm going to discard to the Liliana then. Yeah. Right. If you're lucky enough to have Liliana's. By the way, I own zero Liliana's. I didn't I didn't open any in <laughs> what uh, is wrong whatever with Master oh, really? sent the Eternal latest. Uh, was it Eternal? It was uh, uh, Modern Masters. Modern Masters, one, yeah. yeah, yeah I just didn't get one. Only opened three boxes of it. Not bitter. We're cool. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Uh, another one I thought about, just because the mana rep was a little bit low, and yeah. it looked like we were looking for ways to ramp, was uh, Urza's Incubator. I mean, this is just good in every one of There's the another, like, obviously. metallic mimic type, right? Like, pick it up now if you're building some trial decks, because right. it's going to be in demand. So, again, uh, I, I looked at the card, and I uh, looked at the creatures that were in my deck, and Urza's Incubator is still good. Uh, I think, still, in general, if I was to put more mana rocks, I want things that have colors. I just, like... Anytime you have three, uh, three plus uh, mana symbols in the same, in, in, yeah, in the same thing, it's it's just tough to cast. But I, I let's read Urza's Incubator. It's probably yeah, good it's enough. it's a very. Nor- I mean, I have this in my Dragon Tribal deck. It's three mana for an artifact. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type, and then creatures of the chosen type cost two generic mana less to cast. So this means Edgar Markov could come out as early as turn four without any ramp, right? Yeah, because he goes from six to four. Although honestly, Edgar is the type of card you actually probably want to cast later rather than earlier of because yeah, yeah. yeah so. I mean, it, usually you'd look at your commander and be like, oh, it does that. But still, I think Patron of the Vein comes out for four mana or yeah. that kind of stuff. So Here's the question, though. Is, was Urza a vampire? I mean, Flavor we, fail. Maybe he was. Maybe we don't just yeah. didn't know. Maybe we didn't <laughs> We're know. not putting this maybe card in the deck. Know. No way. Not like it's this. not Urza. It's his incubator. <laughs> That's but true. he made it, and he's incubating things. What? That did vampires make all the signets? Do vampires lay eggs? <laughs> what? <laughs> incubator. Oh, incubator. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, do vampires slither on the ground? In the magic universe, maybe. Do, the, do vampires have wings? You never know. They, they do, do have fly. Wings. They uh, fly. Yeah, this yeah. one does. This, right. this one does. Shoot. Holy crap. Vampires kind of do more of like a soft floating than flying. None of them have wings necessarily. They're always just kind of drifting around. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hello. They fly. Yeah, how do they That's fly? Is it through magic? They say hello. They go, hello. <laughs> That's what they, I was going to do when they, I was doing my, like my Edgar yeah. Markov thing. That's I was going to go, hello. Yeah. These are the least threatening vampires I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around forever. They're just like, let's make it. No, let's let's see how easily we can scare people. They're like, greetings. And we were like, ah. Like, oh, man. Didn't think that would work. <laughs> uh, uh, man. All right. Now it's time for to the listeners. Edgar Markov, are you excited? How would you build this deck? Which cards did we miss that you would put in your version of Edgar Markov? And if you have an entirely different theme that you would try and use, something crazy off the wall, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see, because it's in Mardu, I feel like you can't abuse the plus one, plus one counters as much as you have here, which is just like putting the Battle Priest in and other things where plus one, plus one counters matter. But I would really like to see what you could do with them. It yeah. feels like there's a lot of different ways. You know, tokens, plus one, plus one counters are both on the card. So those that's two directions right there. Yeah. Right. There's the tribal. So, yeah, pretty interesting. And, and if someone can go with something completely different than those, because, you I'd know, I, I would love to see that. Yeah. I always love when people, you know, use their commanders in really interesting ways. So yeah. So tweet at us, comments, section, email, anyway, let us know. Or you can tweet at Josh. What's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at Zeltweets. That's X-E-L-L. There's no Z in there. No Z. Yeah. X E double hockey sticks. <laughs> right? Isn't that yeah. what they said for H E L? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. What? I don't Did swear. you grow up in a hockey stadium? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I think they said that in General audiences stadium. only up in here. <laughs> um, yeah. And of course, if you want to buy any of these cards, if you want to get them shipped to their house mad fast, Go to cardkingdom.com slash C17, and that's where you're going to get all of your Commander 2017 product. Which one do you want to get, Jimmy? I, If I had to buy one, I'd probably buy the dragon one. Because you already have a dragon deck? Yeah, and like so many of the cards in there are awesome. Ramos, man, look at that thing. Ramos is sweet. Which one yeah. would you buy? I, uh, Wizards and Vampires. Yeah? Wizards and Vampires. No, there's no love for the cat deck. I'll say that much. I don't own cats. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a cat person. I'm very allergic to cats. Maybe that has. If they made to do a dog it. commander, I'd be all about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't like have the Isamaru same ring. <laughs> dog it doesn't have the same ring. Yeah. I am the Lord of the Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the werewolf deck. Yeah. It's coming. It's, oh, I believe be... someday. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring that up? I just forgot about Shadows Over <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time for the end step. We're... Oh no, hold on. We need to talk about our second sponsor. Jeez, I almost forgot. It's Ultra Pro. How could you forget? We're surrounded by Ultra We're Pro. We're surrounded products. by Ultra Pro stuff. Uh, Ultra Pro has been a great sponsor. Eclipse Leaves, we talk about all the time. But I would encourage you to pick up all this matching, awesome C17 stuff like the deck boxes, the sleeves, and the play mats. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to sit down with like the wizards, and I just have everything wizards. I'm like, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm the wizard man. Yeah, I, what's that Gandalf quote? Never late. You shall for, not pass. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'll do that one. <laughs> oh, wizard is yeah, yeah. Kessler dropped this. You, uh, wizard is never late. They, they arrive precisely, precisely when they intend. Time. When God, they intend to on time. A wizard is never late. They arrive on time. Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not get around me. <laughs> you oh know, man, that's I a lot less have, impact, huh? I used to have this guy who was like a professional uh, impersonator, 
and uh, and on my phone, he did like the best Ian McKellen, and he used to be on my phone as Ian McKellen saying, "You shall not." Forget to leave a message on this phone. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it was that's perfect. Awesome. He did it better than me, though. So it's a wizard is never late, nor is he early. Nor is he early. That's what he we arrives early. precisely when he means to. Although a wizard can be a lady too. So Gandalf, what the heck, man? Yeah, it's what 2017. You <laughs> shall not discriminate. Anyone can be a wizard. You're a wizard. You're Harry. a wizard, Harry. Harry. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is just when... You know what? Where I, are we? I'm lost. Like. My problem with tribal and, like, wizards and vampires is that there's no universe... Like, everyone has their own version of each that are, like, slightly inspired by different things and stuff. And wizards just... They're a little bit of everything. They could be Nicolas Cage. Oh, no, he was a sorcerer. That's a wizard, though. That's, I mean... No, that's a sorcerer, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. They could be Dingy. Merlin. But what's the Merlin's difference? got the... Well, one has pointy hats and one doesn't. Well, sorcerers from D and D lore, you know, they have magic comes from within. Wizards, they study the magic. That's actually the difference. Oh, all right, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. That's in D and D. Well, yeah, hey, D&D. Wizards of the Coast makes yeah, D and D, so it must oh, be that's theme. canon officially. You heard it here, everyone. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> Please, that's how it works. And if you don't, I don't want to be if responsible. You do, <laughs> if you disagree, <laughs> let me direct you towards Zell tweets <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Send all angry <laughs> tweets to me from. from I take now no ownership of any yeah. of the things that were said <laughs> over here. the definition of wizards and sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> Get ruined. Oh, All right, man. now, for real, this time, it is time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Josh Kim, do you have anything oh, cool man. going on in your life? A cool TV show, cool restaurant, um, cool book? You're producing a new series. Uh, oh, yeah, so a couple of my friends uh, who are in the League of Legends and Overwatch community. A couple decided, of his friends are in your League of Legends. Uh, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> a couple of just minor Everybody. friends. No one yeah. knows who these My, friends minor are. Minor celebrities. Uh, uh, we came together, and we are like, hey, let's make a couple fun videos. Um, we're calling it Offline TV. It's uh, it's pretty new, uh, about like a month or two old. I guess depends on when this comes out. But um, who are you, who's who are you making the show with? Uh, a bunch of people. It's, bunch uh, of people. Yeah. yeah. So um, so it's me, uh, my roommate Mark Zimmerman, um, the real Mark Z. Yeah, the real Mark Z. And then we have uh, Scara, Pokemon. We have Lily Pichu on there. We have um, Pokelols who uh, does Overwatch. Um, we have some other people who come in and out, and then our editor is Fedmeister. Oh, I forgot about Yuna. Oh, yeah, yep. the based Yuna. Uh, Lily Peach's dog is also a big... These are all League of Legends Peach, video game yeah. people, for those that don't know. Yeah, so for yeah for anyone who's new to the League of Legends scene, um, those guys are streamers slash YouTubers. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, we're just making like dumb videos that we think are fun to make, and uh, it's going well so far. Uh, one of our videos hit, hit like 300k views, and we're nice. pretty happy about that. Nice. What, um, uh, let me know when it passes how many views Game Nights gets. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's there. Then I'll watch it. <laughs> we're going to do our own version. We'll call it Offline Nights. Offline Le- 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 Nights. Le- League Nights. League Nights. Come on. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Um, League of Nights. Where can they find it? On YouTube? Um, it's on YouTube. I don't know where you uh, YouTube.com. Just search Offline TV. should be <laughs> Totally. Thing. I don't know where you are. Oh, God. Offline TV GG is on whether it's on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. And we uh, post I'm whenever. a little upset, though. There's <laughs> this awesome banner across the top, and your face is cut off on the I right. Know, my, my beautiful face cut off. It's unfortunate. It happens though. I mean, like, do we really need this much? Sp- Dude, Does Mark you need a better be agent. Yeah, you need a better agent. <laughs> I don't You're have fire an agent. agent. I well, am your agent. True. All right. Who do Jimmy, I talk to? Me. You. Yeah. Fix this. <laughs> Who do oh, I talk to? Oh, God. Uh, me. Uh, me. Yeah, I think it's me. Um, other things that's cool that's going on right now. Uh, the international started. Uh, oh right. Dota two, the biggest um, uh, Dota prize two tournament of all time too oh, this yeah. year, right? What's the prize I mean, pool? 
they always break. It was like last year, it was like something outrageous. They they do this thing called the compendium, and people uh, put in money to raise the raise the prize pool, and they can get, get like get cool. Stuff back. Yeah. yeah, they'll get like exclusive items and stuff in game but their purchases go towards funding the prize pool yeah so I, this year oh my goodness 23 million dollars currently and yeah. it's still growing right until <laughs> yeah yeah starts. yeah it, <laughs> it's an it insane amount of money uh wow. the international is great um you know even though i i work for the competitive company um i think what a lot of the things they do is great uh is if you don't know anything about dota 2 they always do a uh, beginner-friendly stream where the casters always talk about things in layman terms. So, so they that, have like two streams. Yeah, one where yeah, if you don't right. know the game very well, and one if you do. Yes, oh, exactly. that's smart. And that's uh, dude, Magic needs nice. whatever. Magic does, needs. You got twenty-three million here, one million for like the biggest Magic tournament ever. There's a, there's a bit of a gap. A little, little yeah. discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. The the internationals prize pool climbed from ten point nine million in the first year to eighteen the next year, twenty, and now it's up to twenty-three. So that's, that's some serious. That's that's like real money. Yeah. yeah. That's like actual money. Yeah. yeah. That's like. Jeez. Jeez. I need to. I need to start playing Dota too. I'm probably too old. Yeah, I think you peak oh, at like God. 23. 20. I don't have it in me to yeah, learn another even. MOBA, man. It's so hard. They so say hard. Dota 2 is harder than League, right? Harder than League. Yeah. And League, and I'm bad at League. Certainly, you're yeah. not bad at League. I'm bad. At I mean, League. Dota 2 just has a lot more complexity to it too, and, and even just like the basic mechanics of like yeah, you can't very you can't punishing. every time you turn around you do a full turnaround. You can't just like so you got to be place. facing the right way at all yeah, times. Even? Yeah, yeah, because um oh, they have turning speed, so you. you <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it feels okay. like when you come from league to Dota, it feels really awkward. And uh, there's other things like there's uh, a mechanic called denying in the game. So right. when you're last hitting uh, creeps, your opponent can last hit for you and deny you the goal that you would have gotten from that minion. So when you play against better people, you just actually don't get gold. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you never get yeah. yeah yeah. And then and then also when you die, you lose gold. So oh it, gosh, it snowballs yeah. really fast. And sometimes you'd end up with the game with like I never got to buy. An so you have <laughs> oh games gosh. where you just didn't get to do anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, that sounds. So. Like magic, actually. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Who's your favorite uh, Dota player or Dota character? Dota two character. I so when I played for a little bit, there was a character called Chaos Knight, and the reason I played him was because I was a scrub, right? And here's the thing about Chaos Knight: all his abilities have RNG built into it, so oh, he has a hilarious. stun that can last either like two seconds or four seconds. So sometimes <laughs> I'm really difference. effective, yeah. you know. And so I can blame, you know, the uh, RNG. The RNG. <laughs> like how bad I, I was he like, gives... oh, you know, I just had really bad rolls this game. That's why I wasn't That's doing so anything. That's so funny. That's a great thing to blame it on. <laughs> yeah. So all his abilities have some sort of like percent chance thing. So he's really goofy. So I like him. <laughs> he kind of looks like Shovel Knight. So I'm on board. Yeah. Don't you actually has a really interesting design characters that would never exist in League of Legends, which I think is neat. Um, there's like a character that uh, his ultimate splits himself into two pieces. Mm -hmm. And so every time his ulti comes up, you can split them into more and more pieces. Whoa. And you control each Oh, they of stay there the yeah. whole time? But the thing is, if any one of the clones die, you all die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you get weaker really... every time you clone? No, no. It's just oh, another it's copy of the wow. character. So you snowball really hard, yeah. or, but eventually... Yeah, start over. That's start pretty over. cool. It's really, intense. really interesting. Sounds so fun. I'm Dota never gonna have time to play it. Yeah, Dota 2 has really interesting mechanics, but it's just too hard, man. Yeah, if you look up the international, you'll find it streaming. You'll figure out how to watch it. It's gonna be everywhere once it, once it, the the tournament starts starts. No, yeah. or maybe over at this point by the set time oh, this episode. Yeah, comes maybe, out, huh? maybe potentially. Man, that was so. Well, great. then you'll know who won like all that money. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of 
That's a lot of money. Jeez, man. <laughs> $23 million. You split that's that with your teammates with, uh, you know, and it's still like a lot of millions of dollars. So Yeah. Seems good. I mean, that's the whole tournament, right? The top team doesn't oh, get yeah, 23. That's true, that's, true, true. But still, the top team probably gets like $5 million or something. Yeah, right? sure. I don't even know. I'm just I'll take $1 million as a teammate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take 100000 Oh, yeah. man. Jeez. I'll take a hundred dollars, honestly. Yeah. That's a <laughs> lot someone of work just take for me out to dinner. I won't. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm saying just as like. You know. Oh, just for free right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll good. be a team manager for. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going insane. All right. Well, if you're still listening to us, which I don't know why you would be, but if you are, then you probably would also want to listen to another podcast because you clearly have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> and that other podcast might I suggest our sister podcast, which is the Masters of Modern. Alex Kessler, Ben Bateman. They talk about the modern formats and all things competitive magic. They don't meander quite as much as we just did. I don't know about that. They might meander a little bit. <laughs> I'm, just trying, to give, a I'm lot. trying to give ourselves a little leeway. <laughs> okay. I uh, actually no, I mean, we don't always meander that much, and we did at the end of the episode. Listen, you can yell at us if you want to. You, pro- you probably California will, summer heat got to us. Yeah, Someone's we were done with the magic talk anyway. Yeah, so someone I'm, already has posted the time code of when we stop talking about things that aren't <laughs> relevant to their interests. It's on both sides of it, and then people are thumbsing it up, being like, "Yeah, yeah, you're the real hero." <laughs> It's like, do you guys know how to scrub? <laughs> I'm not calling you scrubs. I'm just saying you just literally can click on whatever. It's an editing term. Forget it. Just let it go. <laughs> um, let it anyway, go. you can find the Masters of Modern Podcast on Twitter at the MMCast next to us on Collected.Company, which is our magic hub. And our editor for the show is Terry Robertson. Thanks, Terry. Now with three cameras, extra special. Three extra a lot of work. More extra work. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe easier because then you can just, you know, boop, 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 That's boop, true. He can definitely points. fix things easier than he used to be able to. Certainly. And a big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who makes the Living Card animations at Living Cards MTG on Twitter. And make sure you check out the videos that Terry edits at youtube.com slash the Command Zone podcast, where you can see the cards we just talked about, our beautiful faces. Uh, not all of our beautiful faces. Our beautiful faces and Josh Kim's and face. Josh I'm sponsored Kim. by these guys. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would never sponsor a face like this. <laughs> wow. 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 I'm just wow. kidding around. Oh, my wow. goodness. Wow. Don't fire me. Josh Kim, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, man. And thanks for having me. It man. took way too long. We'll have you on before the next three years pass. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, when you and put it like that. that's a promise from me to you. Wow, <laughs> when you put it like that. I didn't even know him in year one. <laughs> that's true. It's, true, it's yeah. not possible. Yeah, it's that's been true. two years that two we years, haven't invited you on. Oh, that's yeah. way better. Yeah. <laughs> I'll totally. see you guys in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.